Let's hear some of that movie chat. Credits roll by and I tip my hat. Credits roll by, I wanna know more right away. Let's have some of that movie chat. Credits roll by, tell me who did that. Life in the credits is where I wanna play. Welcome to Life in the Credits. This is the show where we learn about entertainment by chatting with people who work in the industry. I'm Susan. And I'm Ben. And today we're discussing the film Friday. And joining us today is our special guest, Angel Parker. So welcome, Angel. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Angel. Thank you. Hi. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited to have you on the show. We're very excited. So can you get started today by telling us a little bit about what you do in the entertainment world? I am an actress. I've been an actress, a working actress. Uh, Well, let's not say working. I've been an actress (laughs) for about (laughs) 25 years. I feel like I've probably got my footing in the last 10 years. That's how I make my living. That's my passion. That's everything right now is acting. I love it. I love telling stories. That's fantastic. Can you tell us about any specific projects you worked on? Yeah, well, my first big job was Lab Rats. And so a lot of young cool. people know me from that. Yeah. yeah, It was like a nice way to get into the business. I, I mean, I've been trying to get into the business for 10 years prior, but that was sort of my big break. Okay. Mm-hmm. And really, really fun. And, and it's on Disney Plus now and, yeah. and TikTok. There's all these little like... Tasha Davenport, little fun things that people send me. (laughs) (laughs) And I have a a son who's 17. And so all of his friends used to watch it. And so that was always really, really fun to do that Disney stuff. Yeah. After that, I I did the People versus O.J. Simpson, which won an Emmy, which was very cool. Great show. Yeah, really great show. I'm a jobbing actor. So I job, 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 Mm -hmm. job. You know, I'm the working actor. Yeah. You know, I was on uh, one of Hulu's first original shows. That was a Marvel show called Runaways. Mm -hmm. That was a great, great job that I loved and and still friends with all those people right now i go back and forth between the rookie um and a show called the recruit on netflix and so in between that i've been guests on a handful of shows i do voiceover i do video games i do that that kind of stuff yeah uh commercials you name it actor <laughs> for hire right <laughs> started in theater and oh, nice. uh, still still work with some theater companies would love to get back into it more um and so yeah i'm just that that actor that can kind of just throw me in yeah give me give me a couple notes and let's let's go (laughs) that's fantastic and i love the recruit and you're great in it really enjoying that thank you thank you it was funny because it was very difficult to do or to 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 like wait which one did i get hired for i was kind of in between a couple jobs (laughs) okay yeah that i was like wait i'm sorry which one i booked Okay, that was one that I was just like, well, just my husband even said, because we were st- we were taping filming auditions. And he's like, well, this one you're not getting. So let's just just throw it away. <laughs> yeah. <Just> throw it away. <laughs> and then that's the one that I end up, you know, very out of my element, very out yeah. of my comfort zone, working in, in below freezing temperatures yeah. in Montreal. And right. A really, really difficult role to start. And then once I got her, yeah. I was like, got her. And I, and I understood like why all my friends and family were like, this job is perfect for you, yeah. but it's hard to see yourself that way. Yeah. Uh, totally. And I think it was just like the guns and the beating up yeah. and the ripping of fingernails and things like that, which oh. I, you know, <gasps> spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> um, well, that happens early on. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And I, I have the scripts for season two and they're really, really, really good. So I cannot wait to get yeah. back to, right. to, to the group and playing Dongil Bain. Yeah. So that's my, that's my latest one. 
Oh, nice. Very cool. Great. So you can you tell us about your path for your career and how you ended up where you're at now in your acting career? Yeah, absolutely. So it's funny because I am born and raised in Los Angeles. And in 1992, there were the LA riots. And so that was just sort of a very right. big historical thing. I think people read about it now, yeah. but uh, yeah. we lived through it. Yeah. And so my family, after that, that summer after we moved down to South Orange County, and that's a very big culture shock. Yeah. Um, from growing up in Koreatown in Los Angeles, living in an apartment, going to this tiny, tiny beach town yeah, uh, where there was no color anywhere. And it was a very racially motivated, you know, just time. Right. And the uh, OJ Simpson trial was just two years yeah. later. I mean, so right. it, was, it, was a, it was a time. And so moving down there and starting high school, uh, just sort of fish out of water, I saw the drama club perform, like I did a little teaser for the show. And I was like, wow, that looks like fun. Like, I just thought that looks like fun. And, you know, kind of the weirdos, the artists, you know, right. And they were so accepting. You can kind of come as you are let's do the show. Like who, who wants to do this, you know? And so really it was just a way to make friends, have fun. And then I just really found a love for it, had a great teacher and they sort of inspired us to audition for drama schools when it came time for college and went to like a theater camp and a theater fair and just sort of started to fall in love with it all. And then started to apply to schools, you know, junior, senior year and ended up auditioning for a few schools. And was intrigued by the American Academy of Dramatic Arts because it wasn't far. It was in Pasadena. It felt like going back to LA, which is what mm. I really wanted to do. Mm. And it was a two-year program. And I was just like, yeah, that sounds great. And I was graduated early. I was 16 when I graduated. And so to be out by 18 and be like, wow, I can start my life, start my career. Yeah. You're young, you just want to grow up. And now I'm just like, oh, <laughs> you told me that, but... <laughs> All I wanted to do was be older and get started and get back to LA and start my life, you know? And so I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, again, had great teachers, made great mm-hmm. friends, met my husband, mm-hmm. friends I'm still friends with to this day. Re- the teachers, I, I go back and speak sometimes, and some of the teachers are still there, the administrators. They have a beautiful campus now in Los Angeles, but back then it was at a converted elementary school in Pasadena. Um, and so it just felt very playful, very fun. And again, another teacher was like, you know, you could really do this. So it was like a high school teacher was like, you could go to college for this. And then in conservatory in college, they were like, you know, you could do this as a profession, right? Mm-hmm. You know, just that sort of um, encouragement that a teacher can give you. And so then I I did their third seat, their third year company, sort of a rep company show. So I got to do some shows and have some real parts mm-hmm. and then got a manager, got an agent and started, started getting out there. I was testing for projects, doing commercials, got my, you know, doing background work for a couple of years to yeah. try to get my second my SAG um, vouchers, you know, right, I had two right. vouchers forever. Like I got my one, two, and then I was like waiting for that third voucher for like <laughs> a year. And and so then I just started to slowly do that. I was doing small theater in, in Los Angeles, um, doing Shakespeare in the park and things yeah. like that. Cool. And really just trying, not really making any money, but, mm-hmm. you know, just getting out there doing the thing that I love and, you know, had headshot. I mean, I had a black and white headshot. That's how long I've been doing this. <laughs> and you would drop it off in men's and you would just hit the pavement. And we had a little bit of a personal tragedy. My sister passed away. And so then I I took a step back. Yeah. And got married, had a baby, and just really, really missed it. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, oh, wow. You know, a few years went by. And I was like, I think I want to do this again. And at that point, I was like, how do I get how do I get back in? My agency had dropped me at that point. I was kind of doing commercials a little bit, you mm-hmm. know. Um, 
And so I started doing workshops, which are sort of a thing of the past, but they're basically a class that you pay to take with casting directors or with agents or um, that you can perform in front of them. They'll give you scenes and you can do your work. And I think it became a little controversial, uh, but it was a great way to meet casting, to get right in front of them, basically take an acting class. They give you notes or they give you advice. That's actually how I met Howard Meltzer, who was the casting director for Lab Rats. So I'm like a success story of a workshop because I would go, he would said he would bring me in for small parts, like co-star on Hannah Montana. I booked and co-star, you know, little, little parts. And then a a guest star on Shake It Up or something like that. And then, and then when it came time for Lab Rats, I was definitely the dark horse, but he was like, I think Angel Parker should read for this role. And so he was, no one had heard of me and he started to really, really push for me. And then when I got in and got further and got, you know, basically callback, 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 and then got to the point where I had to read with the son who was already cast and read with the husband who was already cast. Basically a test, but it wasn't technically a test because it wasn't technically a series regular role, even though now that I've worked, you know, whatever, 10, 12 years, it was a test for a series regular role. It just wasn't billed as one. Okay. But I got to win that part. You know, I got to feel what that felt like. And that was high pressure. And you walk into a room and there's a whole room full of people and you're you have chemistry and there's another actress that looks just like you yeah. that's coming in and they're switching you in and out back and forth and um, you're figuring it out. And, you know, it feels like theater, it feels high stakes, like yeah. very important and uh, and very fun. And so I really got to get my feet wet. And then that part that show went for five years. It didn't feel like that because it was, you know, they do this where you do it for three years, then they change the name of the show, do it for another year. And then they change the name of the show again. And there's reasons uh, for that basically to save money, um, yeah. which is another reason why we're on strike. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but that show went for five years. And so it was the same people and same crew. Okay. And, the same. and so that was just a training ground for me. I loved it. I wouldn't really call myself a comedic actress. Mm-hmm. So to do a big comedy like that, a Disney show where it's wacky and I'm the butt of the joke most yeah. times because I put the mom, you know, getting like ketchup and mustards thrown in my face and, <laughs> and being frozen one time in a block of ice. And <laughs> it was just really playful and fun. I was pregnant yeah. with my daughter, my second Aww. child on season one. And so that was one of the best jobs I've ever had. One of the best jobs I've ever had. So that was when you talk about classes, just get back to the original question. I did take classes. Like I took classes at the blank theater. I took classes with Leslie Kahn and company. I took classes versus theater. Like I more like to be around theater and shows and Mm -hmm. staged readings and young playwrights festival and Shakespeare in the park, uh, Will and company. And uh, it was just, I would do anything. I would show up, Mm -hmm. I would go to workshop and I have kid. I had a toddler at home. I, you know, I was, but like I said, I missed it. And I just had a work ethic that could not be beat. Yeah. And um, I would show up, I would get a babysitter, I would, I would get there, I would take classes, I would move through classes and move forward into professional classes. Mm-hmm. I would volunteer, I would sweep the stage, I would trade working in the office for class, I would do yeah. all the things to just stay working the best. At this point, the best training is is working for me yeah. now is working with the director right. being right. set going through putting auditions on their feet getting them done quickly just throwing it to the wall seeing what sticks yeah. uh is sort of now my jam uh mm-hmm. as opposed to being in a classroom setting but i've trained like you would not yeah. believe yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Very cool. Yeah. And we've had some other guests on the show who've worked with Leslie Kahn. So we've definitely heard oh, yeah. about school a lot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, she's, she's a training ground. Yeah. I, even ended, I ended up teaching there at one point, oh, my nice. husband as well. And uh, no, she's, she's definitely a lot of actors have gone through there. She really, I was considered her uh, a finishing school. Okay. You know, you kind of needed to know how to act already, yeah. even though she says I can teach anybody how to act and she can. Yeah. But she really taught me how to audition and yeah. how to understand sides and how to break it down, how to audition for television, mm-hmm. how to stand still, how to, you know, just technique that I needed. Uh, Cause yes, yeah. you have talent and yes, you can work and yes, you can find it, but how can you do it every single time? Yeah. How can you do it at midnight when everyone's waiting for you and you're acting to a piece of tape? Mm-hmm. How can you do it then? freezing cold in Montreal when you're so far away from your loved ones and all of a sudden the cameras are swirling and they're like, go, can you do it then? You know, there's no like taking a moment, taking a beat and I need time. I mean, I'm sure there's actors that still do that kind of stuff, but they're not as valuable on set. And there's many times that I've been on set, especially even in in Runaways, we had such a large cast because it was parents and basically, um, Teenagers find out their parents are evil and run away, hence the name runaways and fight to, you know, we're the bad guys. So I was the head of parents. And so a lot of times with ages of young people, they have to work early and get out, you know, a couple of yeah. under under eight, under 18. So they put the parents at the end of the day mm-hmm. and you had two, three takes. Everyone's tired. You better get yeah. the wing, you know, <laughs> and then they would always put me and my husband, who was played by Ryan Sands at the very end of the day yeah. because we could handle it. Yeah. We can handle it. And so I like being that person. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't prefer to work right. at the end of yeah. the day, but, <laughs> but I can't handle it. And if I'm doing a commercial and we're on take number 25 and they're telling you, you know, the ad agency is telling you, we need it a different way. We need it a different way. Okay. 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 Yeah. Without losing it, basically, yeah. With, yeah. with staying, staying professional and being able to get it done and give them what they need and give them options. You become that actor that they're like hire yeah. her because we don't have to worry about her. Yeah, uh, I, I like being I like being that person on set. It, mm-hmm. it it's a professionalism that I innately have, but I also try to teach and pass on that like yeah. hey, be the person that knows what they're doing, shows up on time, is kind to everyone, and keeps it light. You know, yeah. like just right. we're all here making a show. It's long right. hours. Yeah, and we're grateful to be here. You know when you're out of work is when you really appreciate it. And wow. I've been out of work enough to appreciate it, but I also still really, really, really love it. I really yeah. love being that. I really love being around creative people. I love being around the crew. Yeah. I love it all. So um, the long hours too. I like the long hours and learning how to divide up your day and how to make sure you get enough rest and yeah. the layers of clothing you need when you work yeah. outside <laughs> in, in Montreal. It's funny. There's one scene if you ever go back and watch the recruit, there's one scene yeah. when I'm in Yemen where it's supposed to be in the desert. And after I rip out a fingernail and walk outside and we're outside of Montreal, we're literally wearing no sleeves and underneath is all these things God. and heat, all this wow. stuff. And the light was right to look like it was desert, but yeah. it was zero it was degrees. Free. And when I say zero, I'm not exaggerating. It's not like, oh, it was 25. Yeah. Montreal's cold. Really <laughs> zero. Yeah. Montreal in January. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to, to be able to do that and you're like let's do this in one take let's we don't need it we don't you know let's not be like what's my line or yeah. what do i need yeah. to do yeah. or, oh that just didn't feel right i'm like no 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 no. we're just no. gonna, gonna go <laughs> so so i love being able to sort of do it any anytime anywhere anyhow yeah. 
And, and Leslie definitely helped me learn how to do that mm-hmm. and, and how to audition, which is its own animal. Yeah, as well. yeah of course. So does your day-to-day change if uh, depending on the project or if it, is, it, is it different if you're on a TV show versus a movie? It depends on the schedule. When I'm in work mode or I'm in on a job where there's a TV show, TV shows are usually sort of longer yeah. because there's more episodes yeah. than a movie. A movie is just sort of a, a, a set time, um, you know, six weeks or eight weeks or whatever that will be, sometimes three weeks or whatever your role is. I'm definitely in work mode. So I'm, I'm, I'm drinking a lot of water. I'm taking good care of my skin. I'm going to bed at a decent hour. I'm, you know, not ordering that extra glass of wine, (laughs) you know, Um, I'm also soaking it in. I'm going, I'm downstairs. I'm hanging out with the, with the, the cast. If we're all at the same hotel, I'm whatever that may be. Uh, I'm working my stuff the night before I'm taking, I take very, very good care of myself when I am working because you need it, you need your stamina and you need your health. And when I'm not working, that's when it's just sort of like create a routine, you know, give more time to family, Mm -hmm. do all those things and and also get your next job. (laughs) (laughs) But sort of the process of how I like work on a character or how I work on a show that is sort of this the same you know I I just figure it all out my my research and my work and my practice and my just sort of how I soak it I I I always think it's very random my husband will remind me he goes you know this you're just at that process that point in your process that you're freaking out you know like I now (laughs) schedule in my freak out I schedule in my time (laughs) I schedule in my memorization like all the things um I I like to run it a lot and then I like to take a break from Mm -hmm. it and then I like to run it again and depending on how much time I have. Some parts are so easy. I just like the rookie. I play the captain's wife. I pop in there for a couple scenes every few episodes, sometimes every six, eight episodes. You know, you never know. Sometimes I'll have a huge episode. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll have four lines, you know? And so that one feels very close to me and that set runs so smoothly. And so that's a very easy job. I just sort of walk in and, and I kind of play myself a little bit or play, you know, it's her character's Luna Gray, but it's just a wife and a mom and a supportive person and with a great actor opposite. So it's just, it's very easy to, to be there. And then a role like Don Gilbane on the recruit, which is actually the same boss. I have the same boss on the show. That's interesting. Lexi Holly. Yeah. Is the creator of the rookie and then uh, the creator of of the recruit, which I didn't know. I didn't put together (laughs) because I, you know, I remember being on vacation in Florida with some friends uh, in Sanibel Island, like a family vacation, yeah. so sweet. And getting an aud- and being like, I don't want to audition. I don't want to tape any auditions while I'm here. And and then getting an audition. And on that, it, it was for first of all, it was for Dolly Parton Christmas movie. Wow! So you see the name Dolly Parton. I'm like, well, I've heard of her. Yeah. <laughs> and then I see um, a few other names: a writer and 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 the casting director. A casting director cast me in Runaways. The writer I knew from the the blank theater, and I was like, when you start to recognize yeah. names and see things that are that have nothing to do with the character in the text, right. and sort of are a part of the business and how it is, and basically those people that can say, "Hire her, yeah. she's great. I can vouch for her," um, and I like. I, I did end up doing the job. It was one of the greatest jobs I've ever had, um, and that was in Tennessee. That was a movie, so that was a shorter period of time. I didn't go back and forth. I didn't go home because mm-hmm. please don't give Dolly Parton COVID because you oh, had yeah. to fly right. home for right. two days. <laughs> So we just stayed put in Tennessee and Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And I loved it so much, but that was sort of just soak it in, enjoy it, take it in. Uh, We were shooting at an amusement park. Like every day is different. 
when it comes to the schedule, yeah. but sort of your routine, what do you drink in the morning? Mm-hmm. What do you wake up and do? What, what is, how do you get your mindset right when you sit through hair and makeup? What is that for you? What do you like to eat yeah. is, is something that, cause you got to get to lunch and how to basically, like I said, take care of yourself. What do you need right. to do your job in the best way possible? Mm-hmm. So it's just establishing routine, yeah. creating a routine for yourself. Uh, but your schedule is not your own. Right. It's not like I'm like, well, I go to bed at eight every night. I'm like, no, the schedule rotates yeah. and we've got turned around and there's a night shoot now this week right. or there's splits. Right. You have days and then you move to nights and, you know, it's like, oh, how do I, how do I get this done? Mm-hmm. But you just figure it yeah. out, figure it out. And then you're just so dog tired and you just pull it from, from your bootstraps and, and find that energy and get the, and get, get the work done. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. The finding a routine part, despite having an insane schedule, definitely, I get why that's so important. Because acting is like, you need to be on top physically and mentally. Like, you have to have both. You can't, you're not sitting. You have to have both. (laughs) There's no break from that. You have to be on when you're on camera. Right. I worked with John Lithgow on a show called Trial and Error. And he was like, you know, someone was complaining about something, you know, whatever work stuff. And he goes, ah. The sounds of work. <laughs> I just love that because the sounds of not work are completely different. Yeah. yeah. How you get through that. Mm-hmm. And now people are really, after, I mean, after a few years of COVID and then now we're on strike, it's been a long road for a lot of artists yeah. and actors and producers and people in this business, a time of reevaluation, which we just did. Mm-hmm. We're like, we just reevaluated our lives mm-hmm. and learned how to bake bread. Yeah. Do we need to do that again? Yeah. <laughs> um, but but I think that we do. I think that we do. And I think that we have to understand that this is not just about making money. This is about telling stories and how, do you really love it or do you just want to make money? You know, but I do need to make a living. This is what I've dedicated my life to and my husband as well. So it's very interesting time in our business. So how has the strike affected you? Well, not working. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No one's working. Mm -hmm. I believe in the strike. I believe in it. I work a lot. And it is hard to get through the year. And people don't think that. Mm -hmm. Depending on what channel or what platform you're on, you can, you know, I can come in and say four lines on the rookie, but it's a network show and I make residuals. I have good salary and I can be ripping out fingernails, freezing in the cold. And since it's on a streamer, um, there's no residuals and I'm, you know, and I'm away from my family. Right, right. and don't bring home as much. And in between jobs, I'm trying to figure out how to get to the next job mm-hmm. and my husband as well. And most people would consider us successful. Yeah, we yeah. are. We are successful. We we love what we do and we get to do it for a living, but it is hard to make a living and worrying about insurance and things like that yeah. are very real and very grown up. When you're young, you don't care. You know, right. you're like, I'll do this for free. I'll do it yeah. for free. <laughs> and then you're like, wait a second. Um, I would like to be able to, you know, do this and and do it well, but it's a craft and it's a business. And so there are reasons, very, very good reasons why we're on strike. I do think of all the other departments. I do think of all the other people. And I just think such a big business and so many people. And I've been on shows that are on, like I've been on a show on Disney, we talked about on Netflix, on Hulu. Mm -hmm. So I'm sort of used to not making a lot of money in residuals, but this, this strike has been long and hard. Yeah. We're really fighting corporations. Like it's right. not, it's really the producers. The producers want to make their shows too. Yeah. I have a producer's brain inside of my head and I get it. Yeah. I'm hoping that we sort of get back to theater and art and, and film and yeah. telling stories in a different way. And let's share the wealth. Let's remember that. 
obviously a lot of people want to act professionally and like it's very very lucky if you get to do it but that doesn't mean it shouldn't be paid fairly yeah yeah With or just things. shared just yeah, distributed differently right. like there's, yeah. there's enough it's just right. not distributed right well. yeah that's a big problem because i mean yeah. if we want quality tv and movies to watch and consume we need to make sure we're paying people enough that they can make that their career and you know take the time they need to do a part well and like take the time they need to stay healthy and everything you yeah say. yeah i know you mentioned you did video games you've also done some podcasting acting has the podcasting acting a field you've seen grow over the last few years in terms of opportunities yeah. from jobs yeah, yeah they're telling they're telling lots of stories over podcasts yeah. I mean, that really blew up in COVID. Yeah. yeah. Just podcasts in general and interviews and, and things like that and, and and storytelling. One that I did that I believe was just given to me or I read for it, I forget, but it was, you know, it felt like a, a like an old like radio yeah. show, like where they're like clip, clip, clip. <laughs> you know, or just, um, but they sent over a whole kit of all this, this stuff and it's a technical advisors and all these things over zoom showing me mm -hmm. how to plug it in i did a commercial in my house and they showed me how to plug mm -hmm. it in all that was kind of covid but yeah. it showed us how to do it it taught yeah. us how to do it i still do prefer auditioning for voiceover with the director or with someone yeah. there i do that um when you just sort of get in your own thing right. too much it's it's hard when i'm doing on-camera acting on my own you know filming it there's just like if i don't have it in five takes i don't i don't have it yeah or or i'm not prepared and i need to go back and, and sit down and 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 work on it again but voiceover is different and so it's a different medium it's, it's still acting but it's it's done in a different way mm -hmm. but it's an opportunity to work there's so much animation now there's so yeah. much work in that world it's really really cool and booming and i've i've done video games for a long time but those yeah. were you come in and do three voices and or you do the lead you know mm -hmm. and that's it's a lot of work or like vocab or something like that that's a lot of work and it's very technical and yeah that's very 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 cool so do you have any moments from your career that are either just a favorite moment or a moment where you're like I can't believe this is what I get to do for a living yeah I mean it's it's usually working with actors that I'm just yeah. like oh my gosh yeah. you know um I worked I mean, with Dolly Parton, who's an icon. Yeah, I worked amazing. with John Travolta oh, and wow. the People versus O.J. Simpson. Yeah. And he was oh, so yeah. kind yeah. to me. And he has like an assistant sort of, I would call him a butler because he was mm -hmm. so proud and proper and so cool. And he would bring him tea or sort of an elixir, sort of like yeah. an afternoon tea, just a little pep. And I was always like, what's he bringing him? What's it then? And I remember one time toward the end of the shooting, that man, his butler i'm gonna call him his butler but i don't yeah. know if that's what he called he brought me on a platter the tea on a tea cup and like i mean and it was like coffee like <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but i was like john Travolta's butler just brought me tea like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and i just felt so special and so loved and he yeah. was so lovely and, and like that like meeting john lithgow and him just sort of putting yeah. that like go to, and go to like like just this concept in my brain of what it could be it's more just these people that have done it for a very long time, yeah. uh, sharing sharing their knowledge and and inspiring me and 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 seeing like little eager angel, yeah, uh, wanting to wanting to achieve and wanting to do well and listening mm -hmm. and soaking up. I would sit behind Sarah Paulson and we became very friendly with each other. She's yeah. such a great actress. But she was so focused on that role yeah. and just watching her. And I know she's like, this girl's watching my every move. But, <laughs> but I was, I was, yeah. I was studying her. I was watching her. I was in awe of her. It was so cool. And she's fun and 
funky and cool and yeah. so to, to to let it to, to sort of get past the awe like imagine mm-hmm. jolly Parton right. or john when you get past, yeah. when you get past those points and you get to see that they're just real people that are like was that good was that was that good yeah I'm like yeah that was great that was great <laughs> you know um they're sitting with dolly dolly and her talking about legacy and yeah. what she wants it to be and so those are the moments that i'm just like wow i get to I get to do this. I remember being in the cold for the recruit and Doug Lyman, who's a, a very famous, famous director. director. Yeah. Very famous director. And, and an, it's sort of eccentric, you know, like mm-hmm. genius. And we were trying to figure out how to rip the fingernail off of the actor. And now yeah. Centineo. Obviously, it's not his real fingernail, but we have like a fake fingernail on a plier and we have to sort of figure it all out. And that was like day one for me with him. I had already worked with Noah just one day or two prior, but this was the big, long big yeah. scene that I was, I'd been running. That was my audition scenes. I I knew, I knew these scenes. I'd been working on them for a few months at that point. And now was the day that we were doing them and we're trying to figure it out and there's cameras circling and what are we going to do and how are we going to do it? And I remember technical people being there the prop people being there like we're all there and sat you know they're trying to figure it out and I just sort of backed away to let everyone work and Doug Ryman's like get in here get in here we're trying to figure this out and it was one of those you know I was more like let let people do their jobs Mm. and he was reminding me by yelling at me but that my job is valuable too like get in here we're trying to solve this problem let's we need all of our basically we need your brain that was one of those moments that I was like, this business is so fucking collaborative and I yeah. love it so much. And yes, get in there. Um, and, 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 you know, not just speak when you're spoken to, but stay, stay in the game, keep your head in yeah. the game. And, and that I'm needed. We did, we figured it out. However, we were figuring out shooting it. And then we had, I, at one point the nail supposed to rip out and it's, it was still on the plier and I knew I couldn't go back and do it again or something like that. And so I flicked it off of the ply and they kept that. Yeah, And I was like, it was just like, I didn't want to stop the take. Right. Because I knew I had to get in there. And then they used it in the show. And I was like, cool. oh, I love that part. And I'm like, that was just so we didn't have to reset. Yeah. You know, we wouldn't have to do it again. And so those are those moments where I'm like, this is so fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Angel, we got one more question for you before we move on. Okay. Talk about the movie. That question is, and you've already given a lot of great advice, but what other great advice do you have for people who want to get into the acting world or just the entertainment world in general? I would say find a community, find your people. Hmm. That's what I would say. I tell my daughter that all the time. Find your people. They're out there and uh, there's no better community than the artist's actor creative community because you can kind of come as you are be yourself that's the best because we want a variety of people around stay in the game you know we need you uh find a community so find a class if you can't afford a class find a a a community theater if you can't do that find something online you know volunteer at a theater be around people that love movies that love television that love acting and learn from them and and be the one that will sweep the stage so that you can get the free ticket so you can watch a show 12 times and see how it's different every time. Study that. And if you don't have any of that money and you can't do any of that, then then go down the list of top 100 movies and look at them, watch them on Netflix. And then your favorite actor, look them up on IMDb and watch everything that they've done. Just mm-hmm. make everything feel special and like you're doing something for your career every day. And that 
can be something as simple as finally watching Succession yeah. or um, reading a play or talking to people like you or listening to your podcast, listening to, you know, there's so much online you can take advantage of. Like you can search hashtag acting and yeah. follow some people, you know, like it's so easy to connect these days. Um, and so I would say stay connected and find yeah. your people. Take, But I also would say take a class, take a, yeah. be, be in theater. You can do them online now, but also be around artists and actors. There's some small community theater in your town. I swear, I promise you just have to look for it. Mm-hmm. And they have a show and they have a free night or they're giving away free tickets because it's hard to sell out theater seats these days. And you can go. It's not just Hamilton for $650 make it special keep it special because we are lucky to do what we do and and to be paid for it as a bonus keep it special make it special let's get to our featured film today we're discussing the 1995 comedy friday it was written by ice cube and dj Pooh, and directed by f gary gray it stars ice cube and chris tucker so susan gives a quick breakdown what's this movie about yeah, so this movie is about a day in the life of Craig and his best friend Smokey. It takes place <laughs> on Friday and a lot happens. So Craig had just yep. gotten fired from his job. So he's kind of has nothing to do all day. He's hanging out with Smokey on um just how right are you gonna get fired on your day off yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of great quotes in this movie a lot um so they're just hanging out trying to find stuff to do craig has a girlfriend but there's this other girl he's really interested in so he's really trying to start dating debbie but he still has joy who he's with um who keeps calling his house and hanging up much to the frustration of craig's mom we see mom's craig's mom getting ready to go to work Craig tries to eat a bowl of cereal. There's no milk. Later on, they're trying to make Kool-Aid. There's no sugar. (laughs) So yeah, we just see them. And then also Smokey owes $200 to a guy named Big Worm, um, who's a a drug dealer. So we're trying to, (laughs) so they're trying to figure out how to pay that so that they don't, something worse doesn't happen. There's also kind of this neighborhood bully named Debo who they're dealing with. There's all kinds of things that happen. Um, And most of it takes place right outside their houses. There's one brief scene where they go to the store, but other than that, it's just on their street. And all these people are kind of in the periphery of Craig's house, Craig's parents' house. We also meet Craig's dad, really wants him to be a dog catcher. Just keeps telling him like, you got to get it together and, you know, contribute. So yeah, just lots of great characters absolutely it's like a slice of life yeah so angel you chose this movie for us to watch today why did you choose friday it's just my favorite movie yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a great reason to pick it it's so funny to hear you describe it um i've seen it so many times yeah. i know every word and all yeah. the quotes all the jokes and all the things and people call me miss parker miss parker <laughs> <laughs> A Snoop Dogg did that to me. I met Snoop a couple times and oh, wow. he was like, Parker, my friend, which is just <laughs> unbelievable That's feeling. Awesome. It's just the day in the life of. Yeah. It's an LA yeah. movie. Yeah. It's so simple. It's just characters coming in and out. Yeah. The set is the setting is just it's Friday. That's what yeah. it is. It's Friday. Yeah. He lost his job. It's exactly what you said. And it's all these characters coming yeah. in and moving. But they're really, like you said, just right there, one yeah. street. And and the different ways that 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 people connect. I love I love that movie. I love that yeah. movie. And Ice Cube. And I yeah. mean, it's just and it was the beginning of so many people's career. Like, you know, yeah. Very much so. Tucker and Bernie yeah. Mac is in it. And I mean, not that, that was the beginning of his career, but just an opportunity for all these characters yeah. to come together. And it's just my favorite. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it holds up. It holds. It, does. it really does. Up. 
the cast list could have gone on for like oh yeah people there's a lot of really now famous it's, i mean regina regina king regina plays King's the sister yeah. she's like sleeping yeah. she doesn't want to mess up her hair i mean yeah. i love it i love it but that's these are icons in this yeah. little sweet film that probably cost nothing and paid yeah. nothing and yeah. just a great story that's it and it's and all it is is Friday. Mm-hmm. By the end of the day, like the sun comes up and the sun goes down. And yeah. Bebo and the music that comes in when yeah. people yes. play, like they have something. It's just, it's a classic. Mm-hmm. It's it a is classic. a classic. Yeah. And I love the relationship between yeah. Craig and Smokey. Yeah. And I'm really smoking everybody because yeah. <laughs> he, he is such a Chris Tucker character of being the loud guy who everybody knows, yeah. you know, and he's, and he's kind of a, kind of an idiot, but everyone loves him, you know, and he's so good in that part. Mm-hmm. And, but his relationship with Craig is so great. And just watching them, you know, Smokey's constantly getting them in trouble or doing dumb stuff. And Craig's sort of like dealing with it and, and actually trying to like, <laughs> kind of gets pulled into all the consequences yeah. of, of everyone around him. But he, even he's like trying to struggle to find like, you know, kind of what to do next. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the direction of this film too. Of course, the the flashbacks from black and white, and they're really well done. They're really, you know, shot really fun. But I love the how the movie just moves along because as soon as like one character comes in and they have like a, a quick scene and then it it's straight into another one. It's just a constant like rotating characters in that neighborhood. And it's it's the stories are so fast, but they're so good. Like each mm-hmm. it, you really feel like you're watching the whole neighborhood un- unfold. Yeah, it's really clear. Every character is clear, even yeah. that with what they wear, their music when they come up, yeah. how they what they say, how everyone reacts to them. You know, like yes, it's yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, and it's easy to see from this movie why all, so many of these people are like stars now because yes. just their acting was great in it and total commitment to the characters, really well like develop them across it, even if they're not on screen as much as some of the others. I feel like every character is so well defined in this movie. Yes, yeah. it's also very LA, like sitting yeah. on the front. The people coming by that is a very la story yeah um, so that's that's that i love too that it just mm-hmm. it feels like home it feels like how i grew up and yeah a perfect perfect film <laughs> yeah it's awesome when we were watching i was like i could watch a tv show of this of just seeing these people interact every day in their neighborhood i think it'd be so entertaining to yeah, watch yeah i mean i think there, there yeah. are a few fridays like they yeah, they, yeah they right yeah it all but there's nothing like that first one no yeah. no yeah i mean yeah, yeah it really is a classic yeah so do you guys have a favorite scene or a favorite character from the film? Oh, wow. Well, the dad, the dad is, yeah, I think, awesome. yeah because he's just great. Yeah. And then, and then even in the end with the gun and everything, yeah. like he's yes. just a brownie force and he's like, just get a job. The day, the word of the day is job. J-O-B, yeah. <laughs> get a job. And so I find myself, but everybody's got their quotes, everybody, yeah. every character. But that just came full circle and it was a dad. It was a dad, you know, and yeah. black fathers in the home and all of these things. They tell these stories like they're not around. And I'm like, no, no, they're there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's trying to get his son a good job or a good career. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but um, but every character is great. The people that the crackhead that comes up and yeah. just um, by Felicia, like that by is Felicia. from that yeah. movie. So yeah. it's just all these sayings that we that we now use all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, my bike, that one you let me. <laughs> like I just, I love it. I love, I love it. I love the dad, and specifically the scene. You know, because I mean, this movie is very funny. It's obviously played for comedy, but the scene where 
Craig goes in to get the gun and turns around. His dad walks in on him. It's like such a serious, yeah. There are well played really scene. Moment. I mean, the whole end scene is yeah. really serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, you use brutal. these, you fight, you fight. You yeah. lose right. the other day. You, you, he goes, but you live. You live. Yeah, right. you live the other day. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Susan, do you have a favorite? I love all the flashback scenes. I think the way they shoot them is so cinematic yeah. in the black and white and with the score they use. I think they're really well done and like the tension is great. I mean, all the interactions between Craig and Joy and then Craig and Debbie. And, you know, when he's asking Joy for money and she's like, yeah, I'll give you $200. And then Felicia comes up and she's like, I'm not giving you $200. Who do you think I am? You're talking to another girl. Like, <laughs> just really funny interactions. I really, yeah. yeah. I mean, all the characters are great in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but she also has a man in the bed while she's calling. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we like to finish up our show today with a game that we're calling Future Projects. The Film Friday features a ton of actors who would go on to other movies. And in this game, we're going to see how well both of you know those films. So, Angel, you'll be playing against Susan. So here are the rules. I'm going to give you the name of an actor from Friday and then read the IMDb description of another film that they have appeared in. If you know the title of the project, shout it out. And if you're correct, you'll earn one point. I have seven movies for you to identify, and whoever gets the most correct will earn our prize. And Susan, what's our prize? Life in the Credits merchandise, like a shirt or a mug or a tote bag, something like that. <laughs> yeah, we'll send you something in the mail. Swag. I love it. Okay. <laughs> All right, are you guys ready to play? Ready. Right. Number one, your actor is Ice Cube. And here's the description. A National Geographic film crew is taken hostage by an insane hunter who forces them. This is Anaconda. Yes, that <laughs> is <one>. Anaconda. <laughs> Very good, Susan. The National Geographic part is really what, yeah. All right, Susan's on the board okay. with one point. All right. Number two, your actor is Chris Tucker, a loyal and dedicated Hong Kong inspector. Ah! Rush, not rush hour. Wait. Yeah, oh, it's rush hour. hour yes. <laughs> Good job, Angel. That is one to yeah. one. All right, all right. Number three, your actor is Bernie Mac. Okay. Ooh, R.I.P. Yes, wow. absolutely. Danny Ocean and his ten accomplices. Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, right, it was Eleven. I was like, I know it's Oceans, but was it Eleven? But yes. Yeah, it was like it was. Ocean's all Eleven. Right. Yes, he, he would get his nails yeah. done. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Yeah, it's great. All right, Angel's taking the lead with two okay. points. All right, number four is Nia Long. In order to protect a woman and her son from a robber, a male FBI agent disguises himself as a large grandmother. Big Mama's house? Yeah, okay. it's Big Mama's house. <laughs> Good job, Susan. I've seen that movie for a long time. It is too Yeah. All there right, we we'll go. There we close. go. Good one. Okay. Good one. It's tied up. Your next actor is Tom Lister Jr. When the menace known as the Joker wreaks havoc and chaos on the people of Gotham, Batman must accept one of the greatest psychological and physical tests of his ability to fight injustice. The Dark Knight. Yes. Oh, nice. Yes. Very good. Yes. That is right. <laughs> so Tom Lister Jr. plays the guy, at the convict who throws the detonator out of the boat oh, at the end of The Dark Knight. Okay. Number six is Regina King. The story of the life and career of the legendary rhythm and blues musician from his humble beginnings in the South, where he went blind at age seven. Ray. Yeah. Yes. Very good. All right. So that means that. She was in Ray? 
she was in Ray. One of the wives or something, right? Yes, yes, very good. Well done, Angel. That means you got four points and you have won. Congratulations. I'll send you my address for my toe. Yes. Uh, We have one more. We're going to just do it just for fun. Okay. Your last actor is Faison Love. Raised as an oversized Santa helper, Buddy travels from the North Pole. Oh, this is Elf. Yes, it is Elf. (laughs) Very good, Susan. He was, he was what, who's Miss Parker's husband, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well. Good ones. Nice job. Well done, team. So congratulations, Angel. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Angel. Thank you, guys. Life in the Credits is hosted and produced by me, Susan Swarner. And me, Ben Bloom. It's executive produced by Michelle Levin. The music is written and performed by Steve Trowbridge. You can hear more of Steve's music at TrowbridgeSounds.com. The show logo is created by Melissa Durkin. If you'd like to support Life in the Credits and get access to exclusive perks, you can do so at Patreon.com. If you'd like to follow or get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Life in the Credits or shoot us an email at lifeinthecredits at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. John Travolta's butler just brought me tea. Like. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>